Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 101 How to Be a Better Communicator, part two. And the reason this is part two is because back in October of last year, I have done part one. So you guys can reference that. I will put that in the show notes so you guys can listen to that. I found it to be one of my most popular episodes. And why not? Because communication is key. It's probably one of the most vital things that we can do as a human being, as a soul walking this planet. It's how we connect with ourselves. It's how we connect with others. Um, It's what we say it's what we don't say it's what we do it's what we don't do right it's in our actions and behaviors in our character it's in our body language it's in our mindsets our communication affects every area of our lives and there's also a lot of miscommunication out there in the world because of a lack of maybe interpersonal understanding at your own level right? All of our levels, right? It's our job to have this relationship with ourselves to a point where we can better understand how we move, what we like, what we don't like, what are our values, what are our principles. I talk about this all the time because that will also fundamentally shape how we communicate with the external world, with other people, how we deal with conflict, how we deal with, uh, with, success, how we deal with friends and family and loved ones and partners and and spouses, business partners, employees, contractors, people who are maybe at odds with our opinions and our experiences. You know, how do we have more uh, successful debate and talking and discussion? I really should call it discussion to understand all of the perspectives of something. And so in doing so, I went further down a rabbit hole of studying you know, what makes better communication, uh, drawing from my own experiences and then making some bullet points here that I wanna share with you guys. And you know, one of the things that as I was looking at traditionally, what are, are some uh, communication styles? And you know, when I did some research, it said, well, while the four primary communication styles most often referred to are passive, aggressive, passive aggressive, and assertive, there's a range of other styles that various sources and studies have identified. And so I'm going to share them with you. And then I want to give you my my thoughts about how in probably some capacity, we're really using all of these. And it's something to think about, right, for yourself. And then, of course, I've got some uh, ways in which we can be a better communicator as well as some journal prompts that you guys can write down and use along the way. So, okay. So what are some other communication styles? Well, there's the analytical communication. Analytical communicators value data and details. They are fact-oriented, less emotional, and tend to be more cautious in their decisions until they have analyzed all the information. There's the intuitive communication. Intuitive communicators prefer to look at the big picture. They do not want to be bogged down by too many details and prefer to work with concepts and analogies. So you can see those are two are opposite in a lot of ways. 
right? Then there's functional communication. Functional communicators appreciate a step-by-step and process-oriented approach. They like to follow a uh, methodical plan and work systematically. Then there's the personal communication. Personal communicators value emotional language and connection. They use their feelings to guide decisions and enjoy building relationships with others. And then there's direct communication. Direct communicators get straight to the point with no sugarcoating. They may be seen as blunt and they value honesty and brevity. And then there's the indirect communication. Indirect communicators are more nuanced and diplomatic. They tend to imply rather than state their meanings outright, often out of desire to preserve harmony in relationships. And I'm going to tell you, as I, as I had researched and come up with these, uh, I, th- I think that in a lot of ways we can relate to all of these in some capacity. And it was funny because I, I made a note that it's important to note that these styles are not rigid categories. Most people use a mix of different styles and their communication can change depending on the context and the people they're interacting with. I fundamentally believe that. Understanding these styles is useful in that it can help people identify their strengths and areas for improvement in communication as well as better understand and adapt the styles of others. Right? So before we get on to the journal prompt, let's, let's look at like an analytical communication. They value data and details. They are a fact-oriented, less emotional, and tend to be more cautious in their decisions. Now, you know, I'm not saying only be one at all, because there's plenty of times that, you know what, before I make a decision, I would like to know more information. And I think that that's a very good thing for any of us to do. I have an intuition, so an intuitive communication, I have an intuitive knowing based on the big picture. However, I wouldn't mind a few extra details just to have a a deeper interaction with my intuition, right? I actually think these two can play well together. If I'm looking for details and some data and a little bit of extra information, and I get it, sometimes we can get bogged in waiting for too much information. I even talked about that, stop seeking too much information, start seeking answers. But I think some details are good. Like, you know what? I don't know enough information, but I'd like to look for a little bit more information because I would like to verify what I'm feeling intuitively. And then that shows respect to your intuition. Oh, you know what? I knew that. But isn't it cool to kind of know now a little bit of, uh, of information to back that up? And then there's functional communication. Appreciate a step-by-step and process-oriented approach. They like to follow a, met- a methodical plan and work systematically. Listen, sometimes it's great to have clarity, not sometimes, all the time, clarity. I want to have an idea of what needs to get done in this particular business setting or this project or some of the work that I'm creating right now, whether it's writing my books or uh, creating two courses that I'm, I'm creating. <laughs> that takes <laughs> These courses are very step-by-step and they have to be simplistic in nature to explain complex things in a very simplistic manner and help the those of you that are looking for this type of help in a very step-by-step approach. Sometimes it's very important to say, listen, here's exactly what you should do and here's why. And I think that's perfect communication. I think it's great in business. I think it's great in sports. You know, I think it's great in learning a skill set. Because if we have too much theory, we have too much, you know, stuff just kind of being thrown out there. And And I get this. I've actually had to learn this from teaching because... A lot of what I do has come through intuition, but okay, can I try to understand it in a step-by-step process so I can teach it while also making sure that the people that are learning from me can also tap into their intuition so they can use the tools and the steps to execute what they may be feeling. 
And then there's personal communication. Personal communicators value emotional language and connection. They use their feelings to guide decisions and enjoy building relationships with others. Listen, everything is relationships. Everything is relationships. Now, some will be momentarily and others may be lifetime. But building a strong relationship with good people aligned with your values that understand how you move, that you can innovate with and create with and explore and discover and, you know, or, you know, in rela- in a, in an actual uh, intimate relationship with your, your partner or spouse, these, this is important. Understand like emotional language, understand your own emotions, understand. And it's okay if you're, if you're saying, well, I'm not normally an emotional person. Listen, we all have emotions, whether we are, are tapping into them or not, or choosing to or not understand them. How are you feeling? That's a good thing to know. And then, of course, direct communication. These people get straight to the point with no sugar coating. I love it. I love direct communication. How much can you benefit if somebody just told you exactly what they were thinking? Now ask yourself, are you doing the same thing? Right? So we want from a lot from other people, but we have to ask ourselves, are we doing the same thing? If you don't know fully what you want to say, that's okay, too. You can actually be honest and straightforward and say, I'm not sure. Can you give me a moment? I would like to think about this so I can come back to you with a more straightforward answer. Think about where that could be used from your personal relationships to business. And I get it. You know, you get some nine to five environment. This goes back to environment a lot of times. If you're not in an environment that cultivates healthy relationship, even if they say they do, that's something to think about. But I get it. You could be in a nine to five situation and say, you know what? I'm not entirely sure. And then, you know, I get it. All the different people who could point their fingers and say, what do you mean you don't know? Isn't that what you're paid to do? And all that other crap that isn't real, that they're just basically being very insecure and projecting, right? But for the most part, you can be direct even when you don't know. And then finally, the indirect communication. Indirect communicators are most nuanced and diplomatic. I do this a lot. They tend to imply rather than state their meanings outright. I'll tell you exactly why I do this and where I do this. I cannot tell any of you how to live your life. And I can certainly not, I cannot uh, convince you of what way is right and uh, what you should be doing and convince you of, you know, all of the things that are going on in the world right now. That's not my role. That's not my responsibility. It's your responsibility. So a lot of times I might answer your questions with a question. Well, what do you think internally? What do you see around you? What are you feeling? What feels off? What feels right? What seems like something's missing? So yeah, I might be indirect in that moment. Also, you may not have asked for my advice. I had to learn that too. There's a lot of times people do not ask for advice. They just want to vent. And if you're not asking my advice, I shouldn't be inserting it automatically. That's something that a lot of people do. We see this all the time, right? People insert their opinion. Well, I didn't ask for it. But mostly I, I don't really look for it. So I'm, I'm thinking more on the other side. Like I know for me that if somebody did not ask for my opinion or for my thoughts or anything, maybe it's just a good time to listen. Okay. Well, how are you feeling? Oh, okay, that I, I can understand. I don't have to go into convincing mode for the, to them or give advice if they didn't ask. And sometimes I even ask, do you want to listen or do you want advice? And they'll tell you. So I think it's important to know 
each of these analytical, intuitive, functional, personal, direct, indirect, there's different times for different scenarios. And that I think that's what's helped me. I know that that's what's helped me become a, a great communicator and I'm still always working on it. Listen, I'm not perfect, none of us are. And I have times where I'm unsure and if I'm not communicating that unsureness, you might not be aware and you might sense something energetically from me, right? So it's my job also to, to work through even unsureness. So here's a journal prompt for you. Reflect on your default communication style. How does it serve you and how does it hold you back? So think of all of these. I want you to journal. Reflect on your default communication style. How does it serve you and how does it hold you back? So after understanding your communication style, there's one, two, three, four, five, six other areas I want to just bring up real quick here to to wrap up the episode. I know we're only at the 12 minute mark, but we got some time here. So uh, the power of active listening, and this is what I was already alluding to here earlier. It's explore the role of active listening in effective communication, right? I want you to explore the role of active listening in effective communication in your life. So when you think about active listening uh, from a spiritual standpoint, this could be linked to you just being present with someone. You're being mindful and you're being present with them, right? And it also improves relationships, understanding. It improves uh, overall uh, connection. When you do active listening, you can hear what they are feeling, not necessarily what they are saying. Fellas, that's a big one for us, especially, you know, when, when a woman speaks, there's so much beauty in the layers of their feelings of what they are thinking. And in that feeling, they may say some, you know, something literal. And if us men completely just take it literally, that, that doesn't always work. You have to take a step back and listen, feel into it. What, what is, and, and, so, and a lot of times, and I've referenced this before on other podcast episodes, that often at times it's meant to help make a man take a step back and reflect. Am I missing something in another area of my life, outside the home, inside the home? What is it? Let me reflect for a minute. Let me listen. Let me tap in. There's something else going on. And that also just happens not just in relationships. That happens in every area from friendships to business to potential clients, right? I will actively listen to a client and say what's going on and allow them to talk about all the things and what I learned is often at times it's not even what they're actually saying there's other frustrations and when you get to the root of what you're trying to solve for them it makes it easier to create exactly what they're looking for so long as that's some one of the solutions you offer right I remember an early on uh, in my first tech startup I was working in real estate and uh, to help supply, you know, cash flow, help take care of myself while building this tech startup. And I found that I would, as a broker and helping different people find their homes, they would tell me what they want. And then often they would end up putting an offer in on something completely different than they had ever told me what they wanted. And I realized it's because a lot of times people are telling you what they want in this particular case from other people influencing them so so many times I would ask the client this was nothing what you wanted why did you tell me all this other stuff and then they would later tell me oh well our parents said this our our kids said that our in-laws said this our friends said that I'm like interesting so they were influenced outside of their 
their intuition. And then when it, something struck exactly what was right for them, they knew it. And that taught me a very powerful point, which is when I started listening to people and they told me what they wanted, I would kind of look like I'm taking notes, but at the end I would stay just a little quiet, just enough to make them feel like nervous in a way. And then they go, okay, you know what we really want? I'm like, ah, and then I'd start taking notes, right? You want to get people to a place that's safe so they can tell you what they're really thinking. Next one is nonverbal communication, right? Body language, tone of voice, facial expressions, conveying all these different messages, right? We know this. We, okay, on one hand, there's the energy, and on the other hand, there's the science and all of these, right? Oh, real quick, uh, the power of active listening, journal prompt for you guys. I wrote this one out. Recall a recent conversation. How much were you truly listening and feeling into it versus waiting for your turn to speak? Recall a recent conversation. How much were you truly listening versus waiting for your turn to speak? All right, so then now we're back onto the nonverbal communication and the, energy, the, the, the spirituality versus the science, right? On the energetic side, the spiritual side, the energetic side, we know we can feel someone's energy. Something's going on with them. Either they're in a good state and not so good state. We, you know, we don't like to use labels like that, but like, or they're, um, they seem disconnected. They seem, or they're, or they're happy and then joyful, or they don't, they seem distracted. You can tell energy does not lie. You can tell, you know it. So are, what's their energy like? What's your energy like? And then on the you know, more scientific side, if you will, it's those cues from like the body language or the tone of voice, right? Or facial expressions. How does, the, does their body seem relaxed and comfortable or are they tense? Do they shake the knee a lot? Like as if they're anxious and they wanna, you know, they, maybe they have to go, maybe they have stuff to get done, right? Pay attention to all these little details. Or the tone of voice. You could tell when someone gets really excited and passionate about what they do. You guys can probably tell on, on my podcast episodes, like when my voice starts getting ready to go all in on a subject matter because I'm very passionate about it. And you can tell in other areas where I'm just very relaxed and very calm about it. You know, you get someone's tone of voice on how they are feeling. Same with facial expressions. You can see if someone's confused or if they're following, if they're angry or if they're happy. If they're maybe feeling insecure or maybe they're projecting and, you know, whatever, or maybe there's some bitterness, you can tell, just pay attention. So the journal prompt for this one is reflect on non, on your nonverbal cues as well as others. Are they aligned with the message you're trying to communicate? Are they, are, 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 um, the nonverbal cues of the other person aligned with the message they're trying to communicate? So always be thinking both about yourself and the person you are communicating with. And the next one, empathy and emotional intelligence. This is a big one. This is a big one. So empathy, you know, is understanding what somebody else might be going through or has gone through because maybe you have particular experience in that. It's not saying to enable or even agree it's just that maybe you have understanding of why they might be experiencing something. That's very important. Could you imagine if on the macro level, more people were communicating this way right now? Like, oh, I understand how you are feeling. And let's maybe have more of a conversation about why are you feeling that way in the first place versus you get a lot of sides right now fighting each other all the time. How could you feel that way? How could you this? How could you, how, how could you not see it? How could you this? How could you that? And that creates a lot of times more division. 
I get it. Believe me, I get it. In a lot of ways, it's like, how could you not see this? Or how could you not see that? I totally get it. Believe me, I do. <laughs> but I have to have, I want to operate from an, a, a high EQ, emotional quotient, a higher emotional intelligence to be like, they may not see it. They may not understand it. They may be in their feelings. They may be in their emotions. They may be in a different environment. They may have a lot of traumas uh, that are contributing. They may have a lot of different influences contributing to that. There could be so many different things contributing to their world. And so me knowing that, I come at it from a very, this is kind of back to, you know, earlier that style of indirect communication, like, all right, let me ask questions. Or let me try to uh, better understand where they're coming. Like, what have they been through? Listen, most people just want to be heard. Now, I realize that there's some wild stuff out there. Well, for lack of better terms of words, but I'm just trying to keep it, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it in the nuance there. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of wild things happening. Right. And so we can gain the trust of somebody to potentially think about something different if we listen actively first and don't go quick to judge them even if yes they it, it they could completely be wrong of course of course i was taught after i got divorced from a rabbi he said do you want to be right or do you want to be righteous cuz it's he's like if you always wanted to be right the issue there is that yeah you may be right a lot but like when you try to be right and make somebody else wrong, a lot of times that can just kind of keep animosity there. Now, he wasn't saying like, don't like ignore right from wrong. He was just saying that like how you handle people when you're right and they're wrong or you're wrong and they're right, how you handle the situation is everything. You want to be like, huh, I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't looked at that for myself. This is big, by the way, in relationships listening to your partner and 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 seeing what they've been through and also if you're constantly working on yourself you go you know that wasn't my intention this is how i behave um and you know and if you like the way you behave it's just something to think about how did it interact with somebody else with your partner with your spouse and vice versa and if they were wrong you don't have to rub it in their face you'd be like okay you know and you could see how they handle it they may apologize they may not apologize Empathy and emotional intelligence is huge. And it's where a lot of miscommunication is happening. The more you work on your emotions and understanding them, the more you work on yourself, the more self-improvement, personal development, accountability, responsibility, the more you like the decisions you make and also understand how you respect yourself and others and how do you interact with others and do you consider other people in your own decision-making doing all that stuff raises your eq and makes you a way better communicator so journal prompt consider a recent conflict or miscommunication how might increased empathy have altered that outcome how might increased emotional intelligence have altered that outcome you understanding a greater more about what that person might be going through without judging them now again this isn't about right or wrong they may be wrong how might of you understanding where they're coming from help in how you would have handled the situation a little bit better? Like maybe asking more questions and getting them to feel in a place where they're like, huh, okay, like, well, Matt, what have you dealt with? I'm like, well, here's what I've dealt with. Like, really? Well, how did you get out of that? I'm like, here's what I learned. And they go, huh, I never thought about that. So in a funny way, it opens up dialogue.
a lot of dialogue. People, everybody just wants to be understood. That's usually what's happening. And so when there's a fighting, basically it's turning into whose who's point of view is more in demand of needing attention. And that's fundamentally where you're going to lose. Look, in negotiating and in business, I believe in win, win, win. Everybody should win or I'm not in. And so I'm always here to figure out, like, what is it your ultimate goals are? What are you trying to achieve? Are we even aligned in values to make something happen? Right? So you always want to be operating from a higher emotional quotient, which is really about you doing the work. And then these last three to wrap up is clear and assertive communication. Right? This is, you know, what are your needs? What are your values? What do you value? What, like, operating from your self-worth right? Both personally and professionally. This is why also doing all of the, the, the work on yourself is so important because if you know what your needs and your values are, and I don't, and I've said this before, and I'm not talking about needs like all the materialistic BS. I'm talking about like, what are your needs? Oh, I need more communication. I need more spirituality. I need non-judgment in communication. I want, I want the ability for us to uh, be open about what we talk about and look at each other's perspectives. And I want good constructive feedback versus, you know, whatever, right? I don't know. I'm just throwing this on the fly, but you get it. So communication, clearing and assertive communication is everything. You need to get clear. If you don't know, you need to go work on your clarity. In the show notes, you guys, you already know this. I say this all the time. There's a clarity, like a, a clarity workshop. It's free. Take it. There's templates in there to guide you through this stuff. But if you don't know your clarity, you need to get clear real quick or at least work on it. And, and okay, maybe not real quick. If it takes time, fine. But clarity should be a top priority in your life. There is nothing like clarity. I'm going to tell you right now. I love clarity. It really moves the needle in every other aspect of your life. So journal prompt. Write a letter to yourself or someone else clearly stating your needs, values, and self-worth. I would actually alter this a little bit now that I say this out loud. Write a letter to yourself of stating what are your needs in while you are building upon yourself and in this world. What are your values? What are your values? What do you value? What are your principles? If you have not wrote these down, written these down, please do immediately. Like stop right now this episode and just go do that. Because what's going to happen is when you write it down and it solidifies it, and then you're going to ask yourself in a lot of moments, am I behaving like this? Wow, I want it from somebody else. I'm demanding it from somebody else. Am I behaving like this? One of my values is respect. Am I, and then in arguing with somebody else, am I respecting myself? Am I respecting them? Now, yes, they may be not doing the values back to you. And that's where you have to, you know, find the right exit in that situation after dealing with it. But this is how you won't be fooled by people because you'll know your values. You'll know you'll be able to recognize when someone is operating from those values or when they're not. And then good people in your life, you can actually call them out on it. Hey, listen, I know you're better than this. I know you're better than this. What's going on? Why? What, what did I miss? And the last two, well, first there's feedback and constructive criticism and then conflict resolution and forgiveness. Feedback and constructive criticism. Can you give and receive feedback you know on this from the spiritual standpoint there's openness and compassion from the scientific standpoint you know it's how we promote personal growth and professional or personal development and, and uh professional growth 
right? We need feedback. We need to know how we're doing. Now, again, depending on the, the source of that information coming in. So you have to take people's words sometimes with a grain of salt because it, this is why it's so important about who are you getting your feedback from in business are you getting feedback from your an actual customer or a person who the, the product or service would never be for well if, and i've said this before tons of times in business when i've consulted i'm like there's no reason for you um to be taking feedback from the people who aren't the product or service isn't from because they can't even relate to the product or service but the people who do they give really great constructive feedback and criticism because they're saying, oh, I, I like these features. No, I don't need these things over here, right? And also, can you give constructive feedback? So journal prompt, reflect on a time you received criticism. How'd you handle it? How could you have handled it better in the future? And then the final point I want to bring up, conflict resolution and forgiveness. So when there's conflict, if you avoid it, you will make it more conflicting. You need to lean in and understand, based on all the other things that we've already spoken about, what's really happening. That's going to take emotional intelligence. That's going to take openness. That's going to take uh, clear communication. That's going to take um, empathy. That's going to take active listening. All these other things are all going to play into conflict resolution. And then forgiveness should be at the top of that. Now, I this is a tough one for a lot of people. Forgiveness is not so much about, you know, forgetting what happened or at all or um, letting people get away with things. Forgiveness is about whether or not you can move on from what somebody else might have done to you or you did to somebody else as you process and understand how to get better from it. And if somebody did something to you in forgiving them, not necessarily forgetting, there's plenty of people that I've forgiven that I probably won't ever do business with ever again, ever. And there's people who like, I don't need to have them in my life at all. I forgive how they might have done something to me because I'm not holding on to that energy of what they did. And not only that, but I'm forgiving the fact that they're not acting out of their soul. They're acting out of their human lower behavior. And I'm, I'm releasing that energy from my world. I forgive you. That's cool. Probably not going to do business, but I, it's cool. You go do you over there. And it helps me because in forgiveness, I'm now not taking that into future relationships, future business deals, future anything. I'm going to say, oh, that's how people act. No, that's how that person acted. That person is at the individual level. That person acted that way. And that's the other thing is because a lot of people are carrying around um, because they did not forgive from situations. So what happened is they now think all people this way, all men are that way, all women are that way, all this, all that. They, you, you hear us all, you know, all this always happens in business. This person, these people always do this, whatever. You're carrying an, an individual incident forward. Forgiveness allows you to say, I understand what happened here. It's interesting to note how you behaved I will use that moving forward to be on the lookout for signs when somebody might potentially behave that way so I can nip in the bud right from the very beginning and not be screwed over by it or not be taken advantage of so forgiveness allows you to let it go and then keep the lesson so a journal prompt think of a past conflict that hasn't been resolved what steps can you take towards resolution and forgiveness <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for listening. This was a longer one, but it's a good one. How to be a better communicator. Think about these things. 
I'd go back and maybe even listen to this. You know, understanding your communication styles, active listening, nonverbal communication, empathy and emotional intelligence, clear and assertive communication, being direct, feedback, constructive criticism, conflict resolution, forgiveness. These are important points in becoming a better communicator and it is all practice. I want to end with that part right there that it is all a practice. It does not happen overnight, but it certainly will um, become a, a betterment in all areas of your life. I can tell you that 100%. I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you for tuning in and until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.